So this is part two of the conversation I had with the Just Us League. Um, if you have just clicked on this without hearing part one, put on part one and actually understand what we're talking about. And then come back here and finish the conversation. Good. His parents have been killed in a really well lit alley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Uh, right man. Uh, but like, there's loads of like those films that we have. Like, I only watched Venom for the first time the other day. I've not seen Venom yet. Yeah, like, why would you? It looks boring. But it was fine. They've got a second one coming out, and it starts about Andy Serkis, so that's something. Yeah. yeah, I've seen Venom, and I love Marvel movies. Yeah, I love Venom. That's I haven't been able to watch Justice League. I've fallen asleep about four times yeah, trying to watch here. Justice League. Mm. It's a snooze fest. So, yeah. alright, so back to that. What do you like? Do you think that Justice League was just basically trying to be a cash grab on the Marvel? Well, Yes. Yeah. Good. Yes. No problem. This yeah. Great. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, what I was going to say before, you know, with Batman v Superman. Yeah. The second. Imagine if the second film in the MCU was Captain America: Civil War. Because that's essentially what they did. Imagine yeah. if they brought out like Captain America or Iron Man, and then Civil War. Yeah. You'd be like, who's this? Why are they fighting? Who are all these other characters? There's no, there's no foundation there. So yeah. there's no jeopardy. They exactly. haven't established a relationship to destroy. Exactly. Yeah. So, guys, they should just run movies past us before they greenlight yeah, them. So, I know. Okay, you, God any, sake. any film writers, just run it past us. We first. are available. I'll, I'll clear my schedule. If it means <laughs> just getting better movies, guys. Yeah. That's true. Well, it's kind of true. Like, the, the movies these days are nowhere near the TV shows. Well, that's is. the thing as well, isn't it? Yes. Uh, who was I talking to about this recently? And we're saying, uh, I what I've noticed is films are um, taking the TV model more than TV shows are taking the film model. So films are becoming episodic. That's what the MCU is. Yeah. It's an episodic film franchise. And it's what everyone else is trying to do. So maybe that's a better word than franchise, is everything's trying to be episodic. Here is episode one. Here is a, even the stage plays, like so, like the Harry Potter stage show, that that's broken down to two parts now. Yeah. You know what I mean? You have to go twice because yeah. people have realised. Even Andrew Lloyd Webber was like, "Oh, here's Phantom Two. Yeah, yeah, exactly <laughs> that. So it's like I think I think the cynical part of me goes, it's not because people want to tell a better story, it's because people have realised that they can get more money for it. It's so much it's, money, mate. It's, isn't uh, it? Yeah, it's the Absolutely. subscription nature. You need to invest in it coming to you regularly rather than a one-off payment. Mm. Well, that's true. It's true. So, what do you think of? And this is why we're doing marvelous. All the Marvel movies. (laughs) Don't miss our sequel show. (laughs) Yeah. So, what do you think of uh, Disney Plus doing all the Marvel, doing the new Marvel TV shows? Uh, Can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. Very excited. Yeah. But like we say. Uh, we think the Marvel bubble is going to burst. It can't not. It can't not. Of course it can't. Oh, no, why are you laughing? I was great. Well, yeah. yeah. But it's just massive now. It's going to be yeah. 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 And I just hope it's after we're dead so we can still yeah. enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think that Captain Marvel, well, Captain Marvel was as bad as some audience members said? Uh, I, I, I wanted to love it. I don't, I don't think it's bad. Yeah. I just, I just didn't love it. Like, I think it was a, it's just a very left field. Who's this character? And which, you know, you could say which for a lot fine, of. Which is because Guardians, we were like. Guardians, you could say that. Doctor yeah. Strange, you could say that. Black yeah. Panther, you could say that. Ant Man. I just didn't find 
anything endearing about Captain Marvel. Mm. I don't think it, I don't think his story was told well. Yeah, I, do, I don't think it was a great written film. If I'm being honest, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed it, and it and had loads of great stuff about it. Yes, but also I find the character herself has got a little bit of a Superman syndrome. Yeah, where there's no jeopardy. You can't hurt Captain Marvel. So once she's got her powers, like once I'm, I'm, never, I'm never scared for her. I'm never worried for her. Yeah. There's no jeopardy. My main my main problem with it was there seemed to be very little conflict in her once she realised she was working for the bad. And I thought that was a brilliant twist. I yeah. loved that. I thought yeah. that was really great. That it turns out, spoiler alert, that the scrolls were the good guys and she was working for the bad guys. But um, she kind of quickly realised that and then just went to the other team. Yeah. And I was like, well, where's this jeopardy? You thought these people were your family. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was my it's main. It's like she changed her colours really easily. Yes. Oh, boom. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, yeah. I, I want. I need to read more of her comics. Yeah. Uh, they're very good. Yeah. Like, I really liked her in um, Civil War 2 in the comics. Her and I. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they had some good uh, good dialogue there, good face-offs, good motivations and intentions. I just felt like her character was very bland and, you know, she's she extremely powerful. Larson, a wicked actor. Yeah. Yeah, Larson. I think she was underutilized. Larson? Larson. You said Olsen, I you? said Olsen. She's a porn star. Ignore that. She, no, was no. Married to, uh, <laughs> no, she was married to Charlie Sheen. Elizabeth Olsen? No, Brie Olsen. Brie uh, Olsen is um, Charlie Sheen's ex-wife. Yeah, I thought it was Denise Richards. No, so he's, he's out of man. He's yeah, 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 he's out of two. Charlie Sheen has had several women. Yeah, 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 I know, yeah, right? Such a stable, loving gentleman. <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, but Brie Larson is a brilliant actor. Yeah. So is Brie Olsen. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to take that away from him. <laughs> That's right. Not seen much of her work, but um, I own so much of her work. I'm a nice. big fan. <laughs> so I think that it was a perfectly fine filler movie because that's that's what it was designed for. It wasn't going to be. It wasn't. It was literally just to quickly introduce this character, which we knew was coming at the end of at the end of Infinity War. Infinity War. That's right. But every other introduction character. Uh, heroes had much a much better debut. Yeah, Ant Man, Doctor Strange, Black Panther. You know, they all had just great. I don't think they did a good enough job because you know you knew there was going to be backlash against this film by a load of people online, a load of men online. So I feel like they make they needed to write a better story for us, so it was undeniably good. Mm. And I don't feel like they did that, unfortunately. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm not gonna lie, I was kind of on board as soon as you crashed into a blockbuster video. And I was like, right, I'm in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that was oh, like, God. <laughs> having the 90s ram down your throat I was know. quite nice, wasn't it? I know, I know. It's usually so, the 80s. Are you describing 70s. a uh, Friosa movie? <laughs> <laughs> nice bit of guilt porn. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, alright, so. What advice would you guys give to someone that's doing Edinburgh or actually no, fuck it, starting stand up for the first time? Don't. Don't do it. Let's not be single. Let's not be single. Let's not be single. I okay, if I had to go back, I think the main thing I would say is what matters more than being funny is being not what matters as much as being funny is being original, being unique. Having a USP is incredibly important. I disagree completely. I disagree with that completely. Um, no, I, if I could go back, um, what I wanted more than anything when I started out was stage time. Because I, I started in Christchurch, New Zealand, and you know, I did my first gig ever in 2000, and then did my second gig in 2001. 
wow. and then maybe my third gig in maybe 2002. There was just nowhere to do it. Really? So just stage time for me, that's what I was craving more than anything. Yeah. I felt at the time I was writing lots, but just not having the stage time to try and test it, put it through the process that you need to do. I would say if you can, if you're starting out, be selfish and get out there and get as much stage time as yeah. quickly as you can. And also, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. So you'll see a lot of people pass you. Might hey, you know, I see. I've been going ten years now, long enough to see people zoom past me. Yeah. On the uh, on the old career ladder. Yeah. Uh, but that's fine. It's you. You all have your own time. Yeah, but that's what everyone wants, and what you see a lot these days, I think, is people just wanting the opportunities way before they're ready. Oh, I've had, had loads of them. I, yeah. I messed up so many opportunities so I wasn't ready, yeah. but I was charming and nice and people gave me an opportunity that I balls up. Yeah, I've done that as well. Yeah, yeah. most sure. of the time we're on stage together. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So, what was it like? Where did you grow up? Bristol. No. Okay. Just outside Bristol. Okay. So, what's the comedy scene like in Bristol at the moment? Very friendly and generous. Okay. That, yeah. Yeah, it's lovely. It's, it's, it, it still needs, I think everyone there would agree, it needs a lot more paid work, but it's literally the nicest audiences and scene uh, going, I think. Everyone's very supportive. Uh, and yeah, the audiences are amazing in Bristol. It's my favourite place to gig. Uh, it just needs a bit more paid work. That's it. It needs okay. a bigger club. Yeah. So what about in Christchurch? Have you been back to Christchurch? Again? I have been back to Christchurch. Christchurch we we did Marvelous in Christchurch. We did, did you? Marvelous. Yeah, we did nice. a show there. Yeah, we uh, sold that out. 2018, we did sell it out. We did sell it out. In the Space Academy. Yes. That was what it's called. Yes, that yes, it was. Great gig. Yeah, we had a lot of fun at that one. Yeah. Uh, what was it like in Christchurch? Well, when I left, well, there was no comedy. I think Christchurch was one of these places where, the thing is, in New Zealand, Auckland is the big place you want to be. In the North Island, the big city up there, if you want to do comedy, that's where the, the comedy club is, of the, the main one of the country. In Christchurch, what you'd have is like people starting nights up, and the night, the comedy night might run for about six months, and then they would die out because either audiences go off or the comedian who's running it would go off to Auckland. So I was in that wave of like, you know, we started running our own gigs because there were no gigs there. And, you know, a lot of time we played a not many people. Mm. I think the lowest I ever played to one night was four people. You got four people in. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I didn't build myself. Remember, remember, you, remember you talked to people on the London comedy scene there, mate. <laughs> so, what advice would you give to someone who's maybe thinking about starting the night up? Oh, jeez. Oh, um, it's, it's a lot more work than you think. Yeah, yeah, and it's unrewarding. Yeah. It's totally unrewarding. Yeah. I've For tried to run nights before. Nah. Nah. I just don't care enough. Yeah. Like, you know, when I was trying to run them, I didn't have any idea of really how to promote. Mm. At all. And I wouldn't have any idea now these days with like, you know, social media. What, where do you start? I don't know. And I think as well, once again, you need a USP on it. There's enough comedy nights. You need, you know, like what's really popular at the moment is comedy nights for uh, new mums, isn't it? And they bring yeah. their kid along in the afternoon yeah. and they do a gig for these new mums. And they're, yeah. they're really successful. Thank Carly you, Carly Smallman, for yeah, bringing yeah. your own baby. Bring your own baby. Um, yeah. There's one called Aftermath in Bristol. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. They're great. Um, but yeah, I think find a USB. Yeah, right. and keep your show short. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no one... No one wants to see a three-hour comedy show. No, twelve. Hours. Nobody wants that. Or more. Yeah. Two hours maximum. Max. 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 With an hour break. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you edit this or? No. Well, I'm okay, I'm well, gonna need a week again. Well, okay, fair enough. Um, I mean, you guys can keep talking, but I need a week. Shit. Uh, do you know what? Pause it. Let's do it. And we're back. <laughs> we're back. 
Sorry uh, about that. I so, needed a wee wee. That's fine. Uh, so this is a story about road trips. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you get you so wee -wee. frustrated, mate. Every service station. I'm like, you're gonna have to pull over, dude. Do I drink so much coffee. Do you have a favourite service station? Uh, I have a least favourite. Which is it? Uh, oh, what is the one in Devon? And it's terrible. It's like one service station in Devon. It's the worst. I want to say Bridgewater, something like that. What's, oh, what's bad about Bridgewater? It's, it's, it's weird and the parking's terrible and <laughs> it's all separated and you have to walk around. I hate it. Oh, my favourite, Gloucester. It's, uh, it's like... Uh, this farmyard shop one, and it's like built into the side of a hill, and it's like idyllic. That's nice. my favourite. I, I don't think about it too much, mate. I just go in person and get back <laughs> in the car. Yeah. Yeah, I like anyone that's quite close off the road. Yeah, I hate the one where you have to turn off and go through five roundabouts yeah. to get to and cross nah. the bridge. No, nah. nah, none of that. I want to pull over like a pit stop. Uh, memory, that's a good one. I like a bit of memory. Is it a, is it a British thing for you guys all to memorise your, your services? Yeah. Yeah, we love a service station. You don't have roads in New Zealand, do you? So no, no, but we've got a favourite place where we pull over our horse and cars. Yes. <laughs> or favourite watering hole. Yeah, sometimes you just got to pull your rugby team over <laughs> and feed them all and water them down and then get the scrum back on the road and yeah, yeah. continue down to the country lane. That's how you travel in scrums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch out for the hobbits. Yeah, on, yeah. on sheep back. That's right. It's a different time, it's a different mm -hmm. place. I'm not going to lie, Knutsford service station just disgusts me to no, to no end. Knutsford. Knutsford. It's just... It's disgusting. Right. It's just grim. Up your game, Nutsford. Up your game, exactly. It's just everything's so close together. It's like a massive, it's like a massive mess hall. Right. And there's like the people who go there just don't give a shit. Right, right. And there's right, just right. no, I can't believe I'm saying this, but there's no etiquette in the service station whatsoever. Oh, I like any service station that's got a Leon. Oh, there's yeah. a few of those around now. Oh, your face lights up when you see a Leon. Oh, I love a Leon, mate. Oh, I love a Leon. Get a love burger. Oh, hello. Are you kidding the candy store and he sees a Leon? I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a Leon after we've done it. There's two in Victoria Station. There is. There's literally one Shut down the stairs yep. and there's one like yeah, it's over there. By the you're clocking, like, see, like, you're like born, but with like takeaways. Yeah, 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 yeah. How many exits? Fuck the exits. There's How two Leons. <laughs> and there's a Krispy Kreme now as well. Just just saying. Boom. Just saying. It's done town. Done so, um, Scrubs. What a fucking great show. Love yeah. it. Love it. Love Scrubs. Love Scrubs. Um, it got me through a very difficult time in my life. Genuinely, it got me through a breakup in oh. about 2006. Must have been. Was this a Rachel? No, it was her name was a Rachel. <laughs> I, I have dated many, many Rachels. It was what my first stand-up show was about, Edinburgh show. Uh, yeah, but this, this was not Rachel. It was Charlotte, which is an anagram of Rachel. <laughs> um, and yeah, I, I fell in love with it, and I feel like it. I feel like Scrubs is an old friend, and it mm. got me through it. Yeah, and it's very yeah, it's a lovely show. Yeah, it's hilarious. It's got so much heart. Yeah, it, it had the um kind of cutaway cartoonish nature with all the you know like the Family Guy style cutaways every time JD thinks about something in something. Yeah, um, Doctor Cox is just my one of my favorite characters of TV oh, yeah. of all time. Of all time. Wrong, 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 wrong. Like when he goes off on his rants, just mm. I reach for the popcorn. I love it. I just love his emasculation of JD. <laughs> <laughs> that hasn't aged very well. Yeah, <laughs> this is something that you could get away with in the early 2000s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Early noughties. But it's quite fun. I was talking to a friend the other day, and I was, I was talking about coming on to the podcast to talk about Scrubs. And he was like, oh, God, I love Scrubs. And he goes, but it's really interesting. He watched it for the first time quite recently. And he said he was surprised that whereas he used to identify with JD, he now identifies with Cox. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, totally. And totally. I was like, that's interesting. Well, because, yeah. like, for 
despite him being quite a gruff character, that he does have some sympathetic traits. Oh, that's He's the most a, beautiful part of, of the scars, like when yeah. he sheds the armor and you see the uh, the, the human, yeah, the yeah, broken yeah. human inside there that has just got this gruff exterior to shield them all from the horrors of what he has to deal with. I mean, yeah, it's, it's pretty funny too. It's pretty funny too. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, that's so realistic. Yeah. And I like the fact that they're human. I like the fact that they're humanized here. Not made him an anti-hero, as I made the mistake before. He's a he, Oh, he's a, a human. horrible human being. Yeah. Most of the time. Yeah. But he, this is what he does to be a great doctor. But I think, and JD wants to like, wants him to like it. Oh, they're so codependent. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, I, rem I remember the first thing I ever saw on Scrubs, and I'd never seen it before, and I flicked over partway through an episode. And there's it was this bit where Dr. Cox is telling JD that he's not going to help him anymore. He's like, I'm done helping you. I'm not going to help you. JD's like, but you have to. You have to give me some advice. And then that music in my <laughs> head plays. <laughs> and then Dr. Cox goes, not this time, but walks away. And then he goes, and I was like, that is clever. Yeah, yeah, it was really funny. I really like that. And that was, and then I was like, instantly hooked. I was like, that's funny, man. If you go back and watch the pilot episode, the very season one, episode one, the they clearly shot it in not where the hospital is, not Sacred Heart Hospital as we know it in the rest of the series. It's the shittiest, grubbiest hospital you've ever seen. It's quite unwatchable. Oh, really? Yeah. I haven't watched the first season in a while. Yeah. It's uh, on Amazon now, if you've got Amazon Prime. I, I'll, I'll probably start putting it back on. Love it. I uh, hated the later series, the... Oh, like the Dave, or the Dave Franco one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I hated it. I don't know why they made it. Well, because they want to make money. Money, money, money. money, yeah. money. But the, the, the series for me, Jumps the Shark, uh, season four. Why? What happens? Um, just when it starts getting too cartoonish and loses, loses a bit of heart. Right. And also the thing that changes in it that is is the dynamics of, of um, where they are in the hierarchy. It works best when they're interns, they're nervous, they're trying to prove themselves, yeah. and that's where the jeopardy comes into, because we can all relate to that, trying to fit in, trying to prove yourself, trying to be good at something you're not sure is supposed to be there. And by the time you kind of go through the seasons, maybe by, by season four or five, they're residents, they're really high up, so they're kind of like Dr. Cox always shitting on JD. doesn't work so much now, because now they're technically co-workers, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just, yeah, now it's just like workplace bullying. Yeah, exactly. So when when Susie loses that kind of mentor, mentee relationship, rela relationship, and they've all grown up now, they're all adults. It, it loses what you've got there. So do you reckon it should have stopped after? Well, they're, once they graduated from being from being juniors to residents. No, because there was still a, a lot of learning curve there. It's like when they became like when um, when they start getting their own interns. When they start getting their own interns, exactly. And like you know when um, Elliot and JD are fighting to be chief residents. Yeah, yeah, and they're both co-chiefs. Co-chiefs. Well, like, she's the chief and he's the co-chief. Yeah, something like some that. Of that. Like mm. that's look, there were still some good moments after that, but you know, as you all know, great shows jump the shark. Mm, that's and true. I love the musical episode. I watched that three times back to back. The musical episode. Which one was that? The, where they're singing. Where it's musical. <laughs> Remind me of <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. That's great. Ah, I can love that. That blew my mind out. So. What season is that? That, I don't know, six, five, yeah, four, something like that. Four, three, two. two. No. Wasn't one. Okay. Wasn't one. <laughs> uh, I think it's like, yeah, season five or something. That's hilarious. So. But it's just, yeah, I can't think of anything that's on TV at the moment that's like that. Right now. Yeah, good place. It's a good place. Yeah, so With its sort of cutaway 
comedy nature. It's yeah. not silly. Mm-hmm. But I think maybe that's it. You so, haven't seen Good Place, have you? No, I haven't. You oh, rave so about good, it. Mate. I it do is, rave about it's it. It's so good until the second, until about halfway through the second season. But then I think it's not, it's not that the writing doesn't get, isn't good. It's just that I'm used to the writing and the characters. Right, right, right. So it's kind of lost its, like, the surprise. I laugh when I'm surprised at things, right? So I'm not, when I'm not surprised by something really anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, means I'm, I'm still going to think oh that's quite clever that's funny but it's lost for me it's ha ha moments but I will still watch it till the end because I want to find out what, I want to find out what happens yeah but yeah. Ted Danson is just amazing yeah. it's amazing. a bit of a catch 22 with the, like some, some series these days like you say you laugh at when something surprises you yeah so the first time you see something it surprises you and then you get used to that style and it's hard for a TV show to maybe keep its heart but also yeah. still be surprising in you by right? saying that South Park still managed to do it <laughs> yeah, I haven't been a huge fan of the latest seasons of that. The last couple of seasons I've been loved. Excuse me. Um, but that's fine. Like they've been. I mean, how many episodes are they in now? You know what I mean? Four like, hundred. Exactly that. Like it's still. It's in, what they've done or are doing is incredible. You're right, mate. You need a glass of water. You need a glass of water. Okay. Yeah. Got a little dry throat. Go for it. Uh, yeah, I've, I've just gone for. Oh. Yeah. Back in the room again. Back in the room. Back in the room again. So, TV shows jumping the shark. TV shows jumping. Oh, oh no, not so much jumping. Not so much jumping the shark, but like um, it was quite um, us getting used to the patterns of the writing and the characters, wasn't it? Yes, and also I think um, there's a kind of point in shows where characters start becoming a parody of themselves. Mm. Um, like, for, like I didn't like Scrubs when it got too cartoonish. Like they overplayed. Uh, like the janitor is is getting. It's just, it's getting ridiculous, yeah. you know? It's like in Friends, I think it jumps the shark when uh, Chandler and Monica become public, a public couple. Okay. Then after that, notice all the series, like they like it just really hammer home Monica's OCD uh, nature and Ross Ross's, being a sociopath. Ross being a sociopath, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Phoebe's... Craziness. Uh, yeah. Like, I'm kooky. Yeah. And like, Rachel's go next door. Go next door. They kind of just lose any grounding of who they are as characters. Mm. Um, but I feel like we should talk more about Scrubs. Oh, so yeah, sure. About other. <laughs> yeah. Is like we can, but that's what I kind of love about doing this podcast, is that, like, when you start, you start about one sitcom, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you inevitably, you inevitably, like, go off on different tangents because, like, they remind you of so much of different sitcoms. Like, J.D. and Elliot, they're essentially the Ross and Rachel. Oh, totally. Would, would they, wouldn't, would they, well, they weren't they? They were, yeah. the, they were the Mulder and Scully. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Um, another thing that I love about Scrubs is, especially in the first episode, they really highlight this in the first seasons, is Cox and Kelso are very, very, very uh, polar opposites. Yeah. And especially in the first episode, uh, Kelso is really, really endearing, trying to reach out to these interns to go his way in a much more um, sincere manner. And Cox seems just so jarring on that. And was, in later episodes, we find that you know everyone seems to side with Cox immediately. Mm. Whereas in the first few ones, Kelso is he's got a bit more of a oh yeah, he's got a bit of a point there. He's mm. got a bit of a point. But isn't Kelso is essentially Cox's boss? Isn't is yeah. It? yeah. Okay. And so he's the J- Cox is in my interpretation. He's the JD. He's he's Kelso's JD if that makes sense. Right. But. I would disagree with that. Go for it. Uh, 
well, he's everything that JD is not. He's he talks straight back to Kelso. He's absolutely sure of himself. He's he, alpha. To, he's alpha. Yeah. To, to, and I think that's one of the things I loved about Scrubs. It's one of the first shows where JD was unapologetically. I don't want to use the word beta, but he was unapologetically not this alpha male. Yeah. Um, like you know, in Friends, whenever they, you know, Joey and Chandler would show each other emotions, they'd be like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, men, yeah, yeah. men, 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 men. Yeah. Um, whereas JD. He, he, he's like, oh, I'll write about this in my diary later. Yeah. You know what I mean? And stuff like that. It is yeah. really lovely. And it I, is. I, I, feel, I feel like... Bro, like I think, um, you know, uh, Turk and JD really encapsulate bromance. Like, yes. Name name another series with a stronger bromance than, than these two. Yeah. Challenge accepted. Um, I'd say... Oh, no, they were, no, they were actually brothers in the show. I was going to say the Wayans brothers, but they were actually brothers in the show. Yeah. Um, Will and Carlton. No, no, I mean, no, 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 Will and Jazz. Will and Jazz. No, no. they didn't have a bromance like JD and Turk. No way. No way. It's open bromance? Yeah. Okay. No. Fair play. All right, I stand Do you know what I need to do? I need to go back and rewatch a lot more scrubs and then. There's that lovely moment yeah. where Turk comes back from his um, comes back from his honeymoon with Carla, yeah. and they pull up outside the hospital, and JD leans out the window, and, <laughs> and then Carla turns to Turk and she's like, "Where you go, go ahead." Yeah. And he's like, JD. And they're sort of running around trying to find each other. Yeah, it's lovely. They, yeah, that's, that's kind of like a Scooby Doo moment, isn't it? And they keep yeah, like, yeah, popping, yeah. their heads keep popping out, missing each other. Stay there. I'll come. To- yeah. Yeah. I love Laverne. Laverne's really funny. She is. Oh, Laverne, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm watching my stories. <laughs> and then she, she fucking dies, doesn't she? Yeah. And she's, she dies. She dies. And then there's a new character called Shirley. And she plays Shirley. No way. I'm serious. Laverne in and a later, Shirley. In a, exactly. <laughs> in a later episode. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit weird. I, I really stopped watching Scrubs the, around the kind of like season six, seven, eight. Like, right. Like when it finished, like started wrapping when it up. Went shit. That's, that's no. When JD had a kid. The JD with Elizabeth kid? Banks. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. She's she, great. She's though. amazing. Everything she's in, she's brilliant. I'd be yeah. in love with Nice. Yeah. Got a lot of time a day for that. Yeah. Maybe. I'm gonna. I kind of want to see Charlie's Angels just because she's in it. Yeah. Yeah, I can understand that. But I have a feeling it's just gonna be shit. Yeah. Didn't uh, what's her face just won Best Actress? Kristen for, Stewart. Kristen Stewart. Best what? Actress of the Decade. For what? Her films. Really? From who? I can't remember. Like GQ or something like oh, that. Oh, it's not going to be a proper award, I'm, is I'm it? Quickly gonna, I'm quickly going to Google this. All right. What's, mean, your, what's your favourite recurring joke in, in Scrubs? Uh, I like Rowdy. Rowdy's funny. Stuffed yeah. Dog. What's yeah. yours? I feel like you've got one. That's why you are. No, I was just asking. I was trying to think of one myself. Um... I'd agree with the stuff dog. It's, it's just there. And they treat it like it's an actual... They treat it like it's an actual... Oh, even not. the janitor's penny in the door. Yeah, that's put nice. Put a penny in the door. Yeah. <laughs> and then the end, in the final episode, he revealed he did actually put a penny in the door. Yeah. yeah. Just little things like that. Uh, right, let's find out about Kristen Stewart. What did she win? She won. I'm running on E here, guys. It's going to be slow. <laughs> Uh, keep talking. Keep talking. Sorry. Uh, JD's so, hair. That's I. I don't, always talking about his hair. <laughs> I do like that. Ted being suicidal. I think it's really funny. You know, maybe these days it's not the right thing to you know, yeah. joking about. But at the time, it's fucking funny. Oh, Doctor Beardface. Beard for say. Beard for say. <laughs> I love how they always like. Um, 
it had a great ensemble. It really had a great ensemble. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I love how they just kind of pull out these characters that have always been in the hospital, but they only feature for one episode. Like yeah. gift shop girl. Yeah. Um, talking about like Joy and like Heather Lockley being the pharmaceutical rep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is one of the funniest introductions I've ever seen for. Her. Which he comes into the hospital. Slow motion. And it's, doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got a bad case. And she's walking through slow motion. Everyone's giving her uh, attention. And even one of the body bags just slightly leans up to look at her. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of my, there was a bit where uh, Dr. Ross and Dr. Rachel. And oh, they, God. <laughs> and they really wanted them to get together. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, who's the, the nervous guy? Um, Dr. Murphy? Uh, the one who ends up working in the mall. Yeah, yeah. Him killing people and, and just, yeah. yeah, him being an incompetent doctor, I think is really funny. It was, yeah, it was just such a lovely show. Do you, like the, do you mean the guy from Will and Grace? Yeah, Which one, yeah, what? yeah, yeah. Uh, his best friend. His super flamboyant best friend. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I can't remember his name with it. Jack. Jack. He is in an episode of Sean, Sean Hayes. Sean yes. Hayes. And he plays a romantic interest, uh, Dr. Elliot. Yeah. And uh, he's brilliant, man. Yeah. And um, he's very early because they're all interns and they all look to him. It was a great episode where they all look to him and he's just nailing it. And then they find him just crying in the lockers and yeah. he quits because he just can't take the stress. Yeah. It's very, very. Yeah. yeah. yeah so, great. He was brilliant in that. If you. Okay, final question. Um, if you guys could. Write and direct the um, the final season of Scrubs. How would you have done it? Funny you should ask that. We brought our screen phase with us. Uh, nice. uh, scene one. Scene one. <laughs> Exterior, establishing shots. Yeah. Take it out. Um, I think I, think, be... I think they got it right. I don't think there's anything I could. Do you have seen it? So. I haven't seen it. I'm talking about the the college. I mean. Oh, the the interns bit. Yeah. Oh, I have a Dave Franco in that. Yeah. Oh. Oh, it's really like Scrubs is one of the. No, let really, it die. You'll let it die. It's one of the only. Um, you can't let it die. Of. You got to read. You got to. You got. Uh, okay. Right. All right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's one of the only sitcoms where the, the cast essentially just like moves aside and a new cast comes in. It's safe by the bell. The new cast. Yeah. Yeah, you're trying to ride on the old thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I would say the death of one of the big doctors, uh, Dr. Cox or Kelso, and the funeral, and it's the reshaping of the hospital as we know it. That's what okay. would happen. Yeah. Uh, I would do something where it's a political statement against the Medicare system in America. Don't know how what, but I would somehow do that. Yeah, but make it really funny. But it'd be hilarious. It'd be oh, so mate, it would funny. be so funny when I wrote it. Oh, <laughs> God, you have no idea. Sweet. Um, yeah, you would laugh. So, guys, it's been absolutely fucking wonderful. Um, where can they find you? Where can people find you? Uh, we're on all the social medias at, at JUL Comedy. Uh, we've got a website, uh, which is thejustusleague.co.uk. We've got a mailing list, uh, which is worth being on. We send out some briefs. We've just got some merch. We just Have got you? some merch. Ooh. I'm Just wearing a t-shirt. Right yes, sir, Just you are. T-shirt. I wear my own merch. Um, Mine's in the wash. Yeah. We've <laughs> uh, got some shows. We've got, London, we've got a London show coming up. Redbridge. Redbridge, Trauma Centre. Yeah, do you know when? Yes, I can tell you. you? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Smooth, dude, smooth. Yeah, it's it in February. So we're doing Marvelous, all the Marvel movies, kind of, at Redbridge Art Centre, Drama Centre. 27th of February. 27th of February. Um, nice. And we've also got some other little projects coming up that people will know about if they join the mailing list. Yeah, Ooh. we are currently working on a new show. We're called... working on a new show. This is exciting. Yeah, it's uh, called the MC Musical. Not wait, what? The an MC Musical. So it's a musical retelling of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So is it just you two doing that? Or no, we got casting for that. Fuck. We are not good enough singers to carry this. Oh, nice. yeah. Um, when's this going to go out? Um, 
next week. Cool. Okay, that's right. That's cool because we've got a uh, very early preview of the work in progress of the MCU school at Angel Comedy Club, 5.30 on Sunday, February 9th, uh, which is Pay What You Want. And we would love some very friendly bums on seats for MCU's school. The first scratch pair Very fun. There's going to be scripts in hand. You will hear things that will be cut immediately after the show. So yeah. get them before they're... they're yeah, get in to see our worst nice. material before it's yeah. gone. Fuck, man. That's, that's amazing. Guys, it's been great talking to you. Yeah, you too. Thanks, Thanks man. Right. Okay. Good.